1: Welcome to the Hunt for Reds October podcast. I'm your host, Coop. Tonight, we got some people here to talk some Reds baseball with you. First, we have Chris coming back on. Chris, how you doing?
2: Doing fine, buddy. How are you tonight?
1: Oh, allergies are kicking my ass, but other than that, I'm fine. <laughs> As you can probably hear in my voice, not the best voice right now, but last night was even worse, so we had to postpone the recording last night. Uh, um, Yeah. <laughs> Also, fair enough we also got sydney on tonight sydney how you doing
0: well i'm doing well right now since the reds are winning so
1: right now anyway hopefully this right continues. now
0: at this present moment in time <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah um it's been a while since we recorded uh some things have happened like uh no hitter from wade miley and everybody got hurt and Then the pitching staff imploded, and that's going to be our main topic tonight is just this awful pitching. Luis Castillo, I don't know what is going on. I don't know if it's, to me, it's one of three things. It's either mental, physical, or mechanical. So mental, he maybe is lacking confidence or doesn't feel he can throw certain pitches in certain situations. Mechanical, maybe he's... Um, got problems with his release point or his arm path. We're physical and he's hurt and we just don't know about it. Chris, what's wrong with Luis Castillo? Uh,
2: The the biggest thing afflicting Luis Castillo is that I am a fan of the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, What's actually probably uh, ailing him completely uh, is lost on me. If, but if there was going to be a coaching staff that could figure it out, I would expect ours to do so. So, I'm completely miffed on the whole situation.
1: Sydney, what's wrong? What's wrong with Luis Castillo?
0: Honestly, you, you. Honestly, I'm surprised that they haven't pulled, um, sort of like did with Homer Bailey a couple years ago with him and put him on the injured list with an inflated ERA. Um, (laughs) Because I I don't know what to do with him. Because I know everyone's crying, he has options, he has options. No, you're not going to send your ace, or at least who is supposed to be your ace, to AAA. If, If it has to do anything with his confidence or mental sight, sending him to AAA will... Oh, no, no, that is not. It might theoretically be an option, but realistically, no, no, no idea, no way. I mean, I'm sort of just can't, just, just, we have to wait and see. We just, I have faith that eventually he will figure it out, sort of like I have faith that eventually Suarez will figure it out, so. And I mean, we don't really have much of a choice but to trot them out there every fifth day.
1: Yeah, because you're not gonna you're not gonna bring up Lodello or uh, Hunter Green right now. One because not at this point. one because they they just now are in Double A, and two, you're not gonna start their clock that early to begin with, um, their arbitration clock. So, I, I I'm with you that Luis Castillo just needs to go out there every fifth day and figure it out. Now. The Reds team as a whole, (laughs) what are they? Four games under five hundred, so it's not like it's not like they're right there in the pennant chase. They they could get back in it, but if this is the team that they're going to be, then there's no harm in running him out there. Same thing with Suarez, with you know David Bell was running him out there right now in the leadoff spot, trying to just change some things up, and he's actually responded a little bit. I think, uh, I think I heard that since he's moved to the leadoff spot, he's hitting around 250, which is a lot better than what he was doing. So,
0: And, I mean, he's gotten on base in every game that he started at the leadoff spot. So, you know what? I'll take that. If it's a walk, if it's a hit-by-pitch, whatever. You know, because just anything with him. But, I mean, as we stand right now, the Reds are seven games back in the Central behind the Cubs. So, I mean, if we want to possibly be in it, like August area, then you sort of just have to hope that Castillo figures some stuff out, Suarez figures stuff out, because if this team's going to be any good, or at least be as good as we hope they can be at some point, then they have to get their stuff together.
1: Chris, what do you think? Do we keep running them out or what do we do? I say we, like personally, I'm on the Reds.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, me and Kyle Bodie were sitting face to face the other day talking. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, it, it, personally, I think at this, it, I feel like it brings up a question amongst all this discussion. One, how much faith do you have in the coaching staff to identify an injury or the of the entire organization to identify an injury? And if it's not an injury, how much faith do you have in the coaching staff to correct uh, what would be wrong other than an injury? So I, I always fault on the side of I'm not all that bright. So I would hope that people were paying all this money to not that they're getting paid anything that they shouldn't be. Uh, are much better at their jobs than I could ever armchair hope to be.
1: Well, the coaching staff, and it's not just the Reds. The, there's baseball has developed kind of a NFL way of not announcing injuries and trying to pretend that injuries don't exist, so that they could have their so-called competitive advantage. I think that was. What's, I mean,
0: have you? Already Bell's already
1: done it with uh Mustakis saying he was about ready to come back and then next thing you know he's on the disabled or the injured list. So yeah. I don't like this whole can't say that somebody's hurt mentality like it's gonna be a competitive disadvantage, like baseball's just different than football. And I think it's dumb that football coaches do it.
2: So my, my question is though whether we know about it or not, how much faith do you have in the organization around them to correct the situation, no matter what the issue is?
1: Um, I, I mean, I don't think – I don't think the organization would try to run somebody out there that's hurt, per se. Um, right, and I think Derek Johnson is a really good pitching coach. I think he's definitely – not just sitting on his thumbs trying to fix Luis Castillo. Um, at, I mean, at some point, the players just have to perform. Bottom line, um, when he's on, when Luis Castillo or Amir Garrett or anybody else is on the mound, they've got to perform. I mean, the coaches will do everything between appearances to try to get them right. But once they're out there, they just have to perform. It's and, on them. Yeah, it's on them. And right now, they're just not performing. I mean there's only
0: so much Eric Johnson can do David Bell can do Only so much
1: Right and, it, and it's the same right. with like Any of these hitters or like Alex Blandino You can't go up there and hit for him He's at some point he's got to produce Now he's got to stay on the team because he's Your like third best reliever But <laughs> at, at some point It's on the player To produce and Luis Castillo has a track record Eugenio Suarez has a track record. I'm not worried about them. Amir Garrett has a track record. Maybe not as long as the other two, but at some point they'll either come around or that's it. I mean, they wouldn't be the first players to flame out, but that's on them. And the coach, like like you were saying, the coaches only can do so much. Now I'm I'm worried about Amir Garrett. Because he, don't get me wrong, great guy. As a person, I don't know if you like follow him on Instagram or anything or on Twitter, great guy. But a large segment of the fan base has turned on him. And that was evident when uh, his last outing, when he gave up, what was it, like five runs. As he was walking off the field. Some idiot behind the dugout called him a piece of shit. And that's just uncalled for. I wanted to talk about that for a little bit and then I'll get your opinion.
0: He deleted his Twitter.
1: Yeah. He deleted his Twitter account and he's still on Instagram. I don't know. That's about the only, I don't do many other social medias, but so he is having a rough season. I get that. But some idiot with his beer muscles behind the dugout calling him a piece of shit. He's not a piece of shit. He's struggling. You want to criticize his performance? Go ahead. You want to criticize anything he does on the field? Whatever. I mean, I might disagree with you, but whatever. That's your right. But to attack him like that, and that's any player. That's not just a mirror. Uh, When he hasn't done anything but just not performed. It's not like he's going out and getting arrested or getting DUIs or, you know, whatever. I don't know. It just really gets to me, Um, especially knowing that that guy is not going to say that face-to-face to him. He's only saying that because he's behind a screen, up in the stands, and where he can't get to him. Chris, give me your opinion on that.
2: That guy wasn't as big as the entire Pirates team, so I know he wouldn't say that to his face. Uh, secondly, <laughs> the, th- the thing that bothers me about things like that and, and not having not stating any way one way or the other, but there are plenty of professional athletes that you could call a piece of shit that aren't Amir Garrett. There are plenty of not great dudes in the MLB. And to say that to somebody who has been as giving as he has, and is just having a hard time at his job. I mean, think about you go into that guy's job. I don't care where he works and you point at him and yell, you piece of shit. Uh, Tell me how that's going to make him feel. You know, It, it blows my mind that after all we've been through in the last year, that people not only still think that that's okay, but don't even second guess it when they do it. You know, it, it's it's a sad statement, and, and it makes me think of uh, a segment I heard on. Pardon the punctuation. Uh, where apparently shout out to are, pardon the punctuation. I apologize, not from Cincinnati. Shout out, but uh, I heard that there were some very derogatory uh, banners hung from some of the bridges. Uh, during the beginning of Bengals camp one year. And I can't blame any professional athlete. Good on them for having the right to choose where they work. And I can't blame them for not coming to some place where the fans are going to treat you that way.
1: I remember that, actually. Uh, I forget who the player it was directed at, but uh, it was on the Clay Wade Bailey Bridge. Uh, They hung a bed sheet with... I forget what they were calling somebody. It was because uh, that you can see the Bengals practice field really well from the Clay Wade Bailey Bridge. If you, if people know Cincinnati, did Tyler Stevenson just mm. get thrown out the plate? Anyway, um, <laughs> Sydney, <laughs> Sydney, give me your thoughts on the Amir Garrett situation. Uh, yes, he did.
0: So, well. I mean, we all know he hasn't been performing to expectations this season. Everyone knows that. He knows that. David Bell knows that. Anyone who's watched the Reds game this season knows that. But it's a completely different thing to say that he's not been performing or saying that he's been crap on the mound or he hasn't been just saying he's been garbage as a pitcher. As a pitcher, I agree. But as a human being, he is one of the nicest people you will ever meet. It, it, So, I mean, and like Chris, you said, there are plenty of people in baseball. I mean, Marcelo Zuna now, that you can call pieces of garbage in, and, <laughs> and be right. But to call someone as nice and as caring and everything like Amir is? No, no, no. Stay behind your screen and shut up and drink your beer in silence, man.
1: <laughs> well, and I, I, you want to boo? Boo. You want to, you know, give him a thumbs down or whatever. It's when you cross That's that fine. line. When you cross that line is where it annoys me. Crystal, I, I person to say
2: something. Uh, I apologize. I don't mean to interrupt. I, I completely agree with you. Uh, there is a difference between showing your displeasure and being outright hateful. And I, that, to me, very clearly crossed that line. Well,
1: and the thing is, it's not it's just one... baseball right now. In the NBA, they're in, they're in the playoffs in the NBA. They had guys throwing bottles at players. There was a guy who ran out on the court in the middle of an NBA playoff game. I don't know if fans are just they've been cooped up for so long with the pandemic and they're just going nuts, just drinking and thinking that they're, you know, there was the guy that was streaking at the Reds uh, Nationals game when it, in the rain delay and he hid in, yep. <laughs> he hid in the tube of the, the tarp when the people came out to get him, which, all right, that was a little bit funny. But,
0: <laughs>
1: but still. I mean, fan behavior. We could get a, we could get into a whole topic on that, uh, but I don't know. I don't like it when people get personal, unless you know. Now, you want to call Tony La a drunk? I'm with you. He's an idiot. He's had multiple. He's had multiple DUIs. He could have killed somebody. He's had players who died driving drunk, and he yeah. was still doing it. So no, there's
2: there's a gentleman in West Virginia, uh, Charleston, West Virginia, he's called the Toastman. And this guy goes back and he will find Facebook uploads of you striking out in seventh grade and talk, talk down to you about that. But it's a fun it, like that's a good way to be derogatory. It's not being hateful. It's it, it's almost it's funny. You know, it's meant comedically. And obviously that's not what this was.
1: Yeah. um, I don't know. I just don't like, I don't like when that line's crossed. Um, I mean, I wouldn't want people coming to my office to tell me what a piece of crap I am. I I mean, I already have bosses that do that. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. What
0: else are bosses for?
1: Right. I mean, fan behavior in general has gotten a little out of hand. And I mean, we talked about the NBA, but I mean, just look on Twitter and the comments and Instagram, it's like, do you people not have anything better to do? I mean, you want to criticize somebody's performance. Okay, whatever. Never float your boat. Not for me to judge. But I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna judge you if you get personal, for no apparent reason, unless it's Trevor Bauer. He can go fuck himself.
2: Yeah, I, he. <laughs> I'd say he dug his own grave. <laughs>
1: well, now he's that, been. Doing- now that the uh, MLB is saying they're gonna crack down on pitchers putting foreign substances on the ball, hello, Trevor. Yeah, they're not gonna. do I mean- anything.
0: I mean, I don't know if you saw this, but Garrett Cole pitched today, and he gave up five earned runs, and when the most he had given up the season was, like, two. So, we'll, we'll see.
1: We'll Interesting see if it developments. does
0: that. Uh,
2: so, who, were, who was he pitching against?
0: Um, It was against the Tampa Bay race. And there was, it
2: is. Like, There's why he did it. <laughs> They, they've always had their number.
1: So there's one other topic we need to talk to real, uh, talk about real quick, and it's a sad topic. I don't know if some of you may not know, but uh, Phil Razor, he uh, has been a frequent guest here on the podcast. You know him as PSR1973 on Twitter. Phil sadly passed away today. He... Died doing what he loved, which is giving handjobs behind Walmart for ten dollars a pop. He was in the middle of one and had a heart attack. I mean, the guy did get his money back, but we just wanted to, you know, say some words here. Um, Phil, rest in peace. Hopefully, you're giving nice handjobs up in the up in the clouds there. So, R.I.P. R.I.P. Phil. Chris, you got any words uh, about Phil?
2: I I want to say this. Uh, as the guy who got his money back, <laughs> I cannot tell you how amazing it was right <laughs> as his left arm started clenching up. And, you know, Phil, sorry, I don't know if what I did was illegal in your state, but... Uh, A little post-mortem
1: action is what you're saying.
2: It was post-something. <laughs>
1: Sydney, your thoughts.
2: Um,
0: <laughs> Phil was a great guy, and anyone who truly knew him knew Razor always equal downloads.
1: Rest in peace, Phil.
2: Hey, here! Cheers to Phil! Cheers to Phil! Here's to Phil.
1: Everybody, if you want to go on Twitter at PSR1973, his loved ones are going to monitor his Twitter account just want to go on there and give your thoughts on Phil you know rest in peace I mean I know the police were a little rough with his body afterwards you know
2: yeah well we I am a cop too I mean just completely separate unrelated note
1: right I mean it is what it is
2: it is what it is
1: the Walmart in Des Moines Iowa will never be the same
2: Uh, Cubs town seems fitting, doesn't it? Well,
1: I mean, he didn't give a discount though, to depending on, from what I've been told, but depending on your team, it was always 10 bucks. He, he, he showed no. I mean, it didn't matter. Didn't matter your background or where you were from. You had 10 bucks. you got a handy.
2: Well, and I can't, I couldn't ask him or he couldn't expect any more than that with those (laughs) fucking ridiculous hats he wears. Like, that kind of threw me off. I'm not going
1: to lie. Well, for a while, we thought he was a cowboy. Uh, but the only thing he was roping... Well, never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so rest in peace, Phil. <laughs> um, if I could find my phone... There we go. We could get to some listener questions that we had. I only got a, only got a couple here. I don't know if people were slacking. Um... People need to ask some more questions. Um, First question comes from uh, Kyle Kepler. And the hashtag this week was Vlad, your girl, Impaler, because uh, Vladimir Guerrero, or Guerrero, Vladimir Gutierrez. And, uh, you know, Vlad the Impaler, Vlad the Girl Impaler. Uh, Kyle Kepler asks, hashtag Vlad, your girl, Impaler. How do you cure rampant stupidity? Now, I don't know if there's a cure for stupidity. I mean, all you gotta do is uh, look at the political spectrum in the United States right now, um, where stupidity has become its own kind of pandemic, epidemic. What have you, Chris? How do you? How would you cure stupidity?
2: I would kill them and kill them quickly.
1: Good. Sydney, your cure.
2: Lots and lots of beer.
1: <laughs> um, I like to confuse stupid people, so I would confuse them. Maybe sell them some tickets. I don't know. Uh, had another question from, uh, diehard VC fan 15. Yes. Hashtag Vlad, your girl impaler. And this is a good one. What is your favorite piece of Red's memorabilia that you own? Uh, Sydney? let's start with you. Favorite piece of Red's memorabilia? I
0: own... So... the I own a Pete Rose signed ball. So that's not really worth anything. That's worth maybe a nickel. Um, but as far as my favorite, um, I would say... I own a game-used ball that was used against Josh Van Meter, and that's really about it. So, there you go.
1: Chris, your favorite Reds memorabilia. Uh,
2: First off, shout-out Obscure Former Reds. Uh, Shout-out to Ken. (laughs) Secondly, uh, so Johnny Bench was here in Evansville, uh, I don't know, probably 20 years ago. I was 13, 14 years old. And he was signing, he was opening up a fifth, third bank location and signing some autographs when he was here. And you were only allowed to have one. So I have this really cool, it's a scorecard from the 76 World Series uh, and it's a picture of him and he signed that for me. And then my granddad convinced me to take a softball that he had brought with him and tell him that my sister couldn't be there. So he should sign that for her too. So I have a softball signed by Johnny Bitch. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I lied to a legend. You know, it's who I am as a person. <laughs> uh,
1: I don't really. I'm not really into memorabilia, per se. Um, not so much because I'm cheap or anything. Because, but I am. Uh, but. I don't really have a whole lot of places in my house to put memorabilia up that wouldn't get destroyed. So, I mean, I, there's some things that I do want that I'm going to, uh, go to the sports gallery and see that they have shout out to Cali. Um, sure. I'd love to get a, uh, like a, a really cool print of GABP from like the air. And I know they probably have some of those there. I want to come look at them at some point. Um, I have, that, I mean, I have a few bobbleheads, but I don't really consider that memorabilia. They're not signed or anything. And I've never been someone who's gone for autographs. Like, I've never, I've never asked a player for an autograph. Never tried. Um, I don't know. Like I guess I'm weird like that. But I don't know. I just don't. I don't, I mean, when I was a kid, I had a ton of baseball cards, but I got rid of them because here's a quick story. I thought when I was a kid, baseball cards, loved them. I had thousands of them. I didn't really have any good ones. I would just, you know, would buy the packs and stuff like that. And I thought as when I was a kid, this is going to pay for my house when I grow up. (laughs) <laughs> because back then you know baseball cards were were big and were valuable then I became an adult and saw that the baseball card industry went into the toilet or at least the value of baseball cards and when I moved a few years ago I literally just threw them all away except for a few I kept there were a select few that I kept I I have all my Barry Larkin rookie cards because Barry Larkin is my all-time favorite player got a couple King Griffey Jr rookie cards. I never had an Eric Davis rookie, but he's my my three favorite Reds are Larkin Davis and Griffey. Um and like a select few other cards. Like I have a couple of old non-Ryan cards, but I know they're not worth anything anymore, but those I just couldn't tear away from my cold dead hands to throw away. But all of those like big books that I had filled with, you know, random, you know, players that you've never heard of all in the trash
2: 1989 Don Russ cards
1: I think I have I think I have juniors rookie card in that where the no stats maybe that was a 90 um
2: uh, it would have been 89
1: yeah yeah I think I have that uh got a couple Larkin rookies uh, I think I have a Sammy Sosa rookie because I remember thinking ooh. When I was in college, I was like, "Oh man, these Sosa and McGuire rookies—they just set this. They just had this big home run chase." And then I—I uh...
2: I have a signed Mark McGuire, excuse me, Mark McGuire, uh USA Olympics uh, rookie card. My my mom bought it for me for my fifteenth birthday, and she bid it up. Uh, at an auction, Don Mattingly was doing, and she got it for like five hundred dollars. I think it's worth like twenty five now.
1: Yeah, I just the value of baseball cards just really fell through the floor.
2: Two thousand eight was a real bitch.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I had like five or six of those huge, like four inch binders full of them, and when I was about to move, I was like flipping through them, and I was like, "This is not just." This is just paper now. And they got pitched. And I just remember when I was a kid thinking, oh, man, all these cards. You just wait 20 years.
2: Dude, had we cashed them out in like 2005, we would have been gold.
1: Oh, yeah. I probably would have had a few thousand dollars worth, but I bet I threw away maybe like $50 worth of cards total because of how bad they crashed.
2: Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's ever coming back.
1: No. No. That's I don't um there's a lot of things that have gone up in value. That's not one of them.
2: Well, at the at the end of the day, all, all the other economic stressors uh on uh, on the side burner is that the cards that we had were mass produced and that's what mm-hmm. crashed out the value.
1: Well, I mean, some of those really really old and rare cards are still worth a lot of money. But yeah,
2: those cards have have appreciated value, but it's <laughs> yeah. uh, we've cut off the bottom half.
1: But your Rolando Rooms 1990 Cincinnati Reds baseball card is worth less than the paper <laughs> it's printed on.
2: Uh,
1: or the checklist uh, really? cards. I used to get so pissed when you get the checklist card. Like, come on. I'm not checking these off. I remember one time I went to this. This was at the old Cincinnati Gardens. They had this big like sale like of just like random stuff. And I went in there and there was like a a box set of Fleer baseball cards from like the early 90s. And I'm like, you know what? It was like 10 bucks. I was like, I'm gonna buy me this Fleer whole, you know, card set. I got home and I was like, I wonder why there's a picture of the Indians logo on the side there. Opened it up and it was like fifteen packs of only Indians baseball cards. And this was back when they sucked. This was back before, you know, like Manny Ramirez and all that.
2: This was major league days.
1: I, yeah, I remember being like, I just got conned as a kid. Learned a valuable <laughs> lesson. Sydney, did you uh, collect baseball cards back in the day?
0: I mean, I, I, I collected them. Yeah. I mean, I would go to the dollar store every once in a while and pack, pick up a couple packs, but I, I mean, I wish I could get more. But you go anywhere and they're gone, literally, gone. Do
1: like, they even I, still sell them in the stores? I haven't they
0: looked. do, but they're always bought up. They're bought really? up. People, yeah, people buy them up and then just bank on the fact that you know what. I buy so many of these, some at least one of them is bound to be worth something. And just like scalpers, they buy them all up and then they sell whatever they can for profits. And and I mean it's gotten so bad that like Target, Target sells a lot of like baseball cards, football cards, whatever, that they have placed a limit on. You can only buy two of them per appearance per like time you're there. So yeah, they they still sell them, but they're not in stores. You can't find them. So, yeah, it's it's nuts because the not not many cards are worth anything, but the few ones that are are worth a pretty penny, especially the ones that are like one of five and are signed type deal.
2: Yeah. And you know where you can find cards like that? Is at the Cincy Sports Gallery.
1: Yeah, going up there. Buy all, buy buy like five hundred dollars worth of stuff. Tell them Coop sent you. Ask for the UK section; they love that.
0: <laughs> I will never touch any UK stuff in my life. I would no, not gonna touch that stuff with a ten foot pole.
1: I've got a my favorite UK thing, and I know this is off topic, but my podcast. So fuck it. Um, <laughs> I have a print. It's pretty... I mean, it's not like anything, you know, rare or anything. This You can buy this print online today. It's from 2007 when they beat... The football team beat number one LSU. And it's right as they're lined up in, like, double overtime, triple overtime, whatever it was, where LSU's got fourth and two. And they're lined up at the on the line of scrimmage, and there's a picture. It's a wide shot of the entire stadium, completely full. And that was the play that they stopped him on fourth down in one game. Um, I don't know. It's just a cool, cool picture. I also have one of Rupp Arena from, um, I think it's back in the John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins year. And then I want to get, I want to get the one of great American ballpark that I was telling you about earlier and have like, kind of like a little display kind of around in my, in my basement slash. I mean, I live in a, one of those split level houses. So it's, Really, just like another living room. But anyway.
2: <laughs> no, I hear, I'm sitting out here in my garage daydreaming about having my Tom Seaver picture up. So, I get you.
1: Speaking of Tom Seaver, uh, Bob Brinley really stuck his foot in his mouth the other night with the Diamondbacks broadcast. Did you all see that?
2: Yes. No, Joe. I didn't. Please uh, elaborate.
1: Um. He's stuck his foot in his mouth several times over the years, but the other day, Marcus (laughs) Stroman was pitching, and uh, Bob Burnley decided to say something like, he's wearing a do-rag. And then he said, I wonder if it's the same do-rag that uh, um, Tom Seaver used to wear. And he said it in like just this nasty tone, and it was like, really? Really, Bob? Uh, But he's going to go to sensitivity training and not get fired. Apparently. Oh, good. Yeah.
2: If you don't mind me asking, lucky as us. (laughs) Go ahead, Chris. No, I'm sorry. What What were you saying, my man?
1: (laughs) Well, I was just saying, you know, in this day and age, to say something like that, and there's a deep drive to left, and uh, that'll be a home (laughs) run, and so that'll make it a four nothing ball game. I don't know (laughs) when I'm going to put this headset on again anyway, let's go. Ahead.
2: So, so have you guys seen we I I'm way off the rails on this one, but it's it's pertinent. Have you seen just Lenny Dykstra hating on Ron Darling? Is that a thing you guys know about?
1: No, but I know he's a crackhead, Lenny Dykstra.
2: Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, he's <laughs> off his fucking off his rocker. But apparently he I follow him on Twitter just because... I follow people I don't like so that I know what they're talking about. And...
1: And for the drama.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, that's the whole reason I started listening to you. And so... <laughs> but anyways, he's like calling Ron Darling out saying he really didn't have cancer and all kinds of crazy shit. And it... It's sad that the, the Mets... Of all organization, the Mets are the ones that have someone doing crazy shit like this, but yet we're still Reds fans.
1: Well, we're conditioned for bad things to happen.
2: Uh, every day I walk into work and we've got a little uh, thermometer and it goes, normal temperature, and I say, fuck, and say that I don't deserve better, and then go do my job for eight hours. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, I'm just conditioned to be very pessimistic when it comes to sports because I've been sentenced to the cruel and unusual life of being a Cincinnati Pro Sports fan. Whether it be the Reds or the Bengals, just I've been cursed. And, yeah, it <laughs> it's no good, especially during my lifetime. Neither Neither team has done jack, so...
1: Well, the Reds won the World Series last when I was 10. And I'm old. So and it's not like it it's not looking like it's going to happen this year. Because Bob um, Castellini's cheap ass.
0: Yeah, it, it we're, we're not going to win it anytime soon. Um unless he sells the team cuz every promise he made in the newspaper and all that is full of garbage
2: did not mean any of it. Wow, billionaire lied to you. (laughs) Are we surprised? No.
0: Not at all. (laughs) Fair enough, fair. Especially, are we expecting a billionaire that owns a sports team in Cincinnati to spend money?
2: No. Not one bit. At least the ones in Cleveland uh, know how to run a team.
1: Breaking news. We have a late-breaking uh, question from a listener from uh, okay. uh, our guest Carlos Guevara. I know I'm I butcher his name. I butcher everybody's name because I just can't talk. He said he asked the question. Mary fuck kill Vado Larkin Bench. I'm going to let's see. I'm gonna marry Vado because of the contract he's got the money Uh, i'm gonna fuck larkin because he's my favorite player i guess i'm gonna kill johnny bench because he's almost dead anyway (laughs) chris
2: Uh, i think my answer is yes uh because money (laughs) sex and kill your heroes
1: never meet your heroes
2: never do that hell don't read the comments never meet your heroes
1: so I mean, I,
0: that's I, my answer. I only read the comments on Red's Facebook post, So yeah,
1: shout out to shout out to, Red, shout out to today in Red's Facebook, which is my account.
2: Shout uh, out to Coop.
1: <laughs> shout out to myself. Sydney, Mary shout fuck kill.
0: To. Um, I mean, obviously Vado for Mary. I mean, dirt.
1: Well, yeah, you got to get I, that cheddar.
0: I could not put up with Larkin for that long. No, no way. Um. Eh, but i mean maybe bench because you would know in probably a, not too many years all of the money would be yours so that's
1: what i was saying um and he just sold all that memorabilia so he just probably uh, raked in a couple million um you could go with marion bench route so that like you said he he kicks it in a what? couple years and just don't sign a prenup.
0: um So I guess I'd go with that for Bench. Um, I cannot kill Votto. Votto, No, 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 no. I mean, I never really got to see Larkin as a player, so I only know him as a broadcaster, really, and not really my favorite. So let's go with kill him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My favorite player of all time, um, but okay.
0: See, you were alive to actually appreciate him as a player. I was two and three and four. So I have
2: no appreciation for it. But let me tell you about Pokey Reese. Sorry.
0: (laughs) Pokey Reese.
1: Pokey Reese still has one of the best quotes in Red's history when he was talking about Jim Bowden. While Jim Bowden was still the GM. And he said, uh, you know when Jim Bowden's lying because his lips are moving. (laughs) He said that to the press one day. Oh, leather pants. Yeah, leather pants.
0: Um, and then that leaves Votto for me to bend over and fuck.
1: There you go. Take it all, Joey. <laughs> so, I, on that note, I, <laughs> that should <laughs> about wrap up this edition of the, the podcast. We'll <laughs> go around the room here and get everybody's uh, last uh, last words here, last comment. Last words. Before we get started, uh, Phil Razor's last best words were um is that too tight because he was gripping never never mind chris (laughs) give us your final thoughts
2: uh just to uh, do this in order of importance uh first and foremost i would like to say uh, shout out to the forums y'alls for being in second place behind my evansville otters uh fuck you coop uh, check out Chelsea Ladd on Twitter. She's doing some awesome stuff uh, as far as the independent leagues go. Uh, third, my first words after Phil died were, here's your money, bitch.
1: And then you took it back. Yeah, well, I Whatever mean, happened, happened. Now, speaking of independent league, uh, the newly independent Lexington Legends, who used to be an uh, affiliate of the Astros – but for, you know, all that got taken away. Brandon Phillips, that dude BP, is now a co-owner. And he was playing with him the other night and hit a home run. I think it was against the Florence um, uh, He
2: Yep. He was and, playing. Oh. Uh, it was a rematch of the Bab- Battle of the Bird Trail. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think stuff like that's cool. Man, I apologize for interrupting. You were going to say something.
1: No, I was just going to say uh, other former Reds on the Lexington Legends are Tony Cingrani and uh, Jordan Pacheo. If I said his name right. Probably not. Uh like I said, I'm bad with names. Uh Singrani, Singrani, I don't even know how to pronounce that. I just remember how he would like get all pumped up before he threw a pitch and like give this mean mug. and uh, then the traded him to the Dodgers. And I don't know why he's in independent leagues. I don't know why nobody picked him up. He's only like thirty one or thirty two. But anyway, that's your uh independent league report with Coop and Chris. Uh, (laughs)
2: hey you're 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 welcome no one asked for it
1: (laughs) that's right sydney your final thoughts
2: um
0: at this point um the reds are winning so honestly i hope that carries through and actually happens um and i mean who would have known it would have been because of a hit by pitch by our rbi leader tyler naquin and a home run by um just the one of the MVP favorites, Jesse Winker, who would have predicted any of this come this season, not me. Um, but really, hey, we're winning, so hopefully we do that. And it, it was a nice showing by Gutierrez tonight. Maybe, may not have been as pretty as I would have hoped it would have been, but he got the job done, and hopefully... um. Antone and Lucas Hens can close the door.
1: Yeah, I've been impressed by Gutierrez, his first two starts. He uh, he wasn't as sharp tonight as he was the other day, but yeah. um, I mean, I know people were a little down on him when he got that suspension for, was it performance-enhancing drugs or was it just regular drugs? I'm not sure. It was some kind of drugs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he was suspended, uh, I think it was in 2019 and into this year because there was no minor league season in 2020.
0: So he was suspended for 81 games, and last year, it it started last year, and those 60 games counted against it.
1: Oh, him. okay, I got you. That makes and then sense. he
0: missed one of our games, of the major league games, which also counted against it. So he didn't really miss anything because he would have been
2: not with us he'd at have been, that point?
1: Yeah, he'd have been maybe at Presco Park, maybe not.
2: Yeah. yeah. It, it, his experience wouldn't have changed at all.
1: Right.
0: Not much.
2: So,
1: not kids, only do the good drugs. Don't do the ones that get you caught. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> Nick Castellanos just got hit. I'm not. <laughs> oh. Nick Castellanos took one in the hip. It was a curveball, so he should be all right. Um, They've
0: hit three of us tonight, so that's something.
1: Yeah, what that one—that one wasn't intentional. I could—I mean,
0: no, none of them have been intentional, but that's—I mean, I already hate the Cardinals as is, so this dress gives me more reason to.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: I—I I feel like there's there's a certain amount of, uh, we're inclined to hit you, and there's also a situation where we're not controlling it as much as we should. You know, letting it fly a little bit. And I think that happens a lot more than, than we talk about. That's true,
0: especially when you're 39 years old,
1: or, <laughs> <Does> that... <laughs> or older, or older. In my case, Gross. so for Gross. so for my, yeah, it, it's I don't recommend it. Uh, for my final <laughs> thoughts, uh, I want to give a shout out to Ram at Uncram. Um, shout out to the Razor family in this difficult time. Uh, shout out to hey, the Cincy Sports Gallery. One more time to Phil. Rest in peace, Phil. Um, was was his hand still like in the like C grip afterwards?
2: Uh, because of pending legal uh, issues, I cannot comment.
1: I got you. I wonder when they'll release the autopsy photos.
2: As soon as I stop looking at them. God damn it! That's too much.
1: <laughs> and that got a little weird. <laughs> so usually, I when Your I sign final off. Thoughts, I'm sorry. <laughs> usually, when I no, I'm done with mine. Usually, when I sign off, I say you know uh, we'll talk to you later. But by special request of Doug Gray at Doug Dirt 24, I think 24 is the number, <laughs> because of a, a typo I made earlier. I want to thank you for coming to my Redstock.
0: Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati where the river winds, the of Mason and the Big Stone